0: Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. As loved ones of first responders and military personnel, we often face life situations and challenges that many others don't experience. And while each of us and our experiences are unique, together we can learn from one another and become stronger in this journey of life. Now let's step out of mediocrity. It's time to thrive. and welcome to the Waiting warriors. I just wanted to start out by saying I'm so sorry that I've missed a few weeks this summer. I have had a few interviews that have been planned and then technology just has kind of failed me and that's what happened this week. Um, I just had some stuff planned and it just wasn't able to happen but I realized I haven't done an interview of myself other than the very first episode episode introducing myself so I thought um, instead of having nothing for this week I thought I'd talk to you and hopefully it's better than nothing. (laughs) So a little background about me. I'm Michelle Bowler. Hi I'm the host of the podcast. I've got three little girls. Emma is five about to start kindergarten. Mary turns four at the end of August and will start preschool and Anne just turned two. So we have a whole lot of energy, sass, princess parties, dancing, and just crazy amounts of goofiness at our house. Um, I work from home. I do a lot for this podcast and the Waiting Warrior Initiative on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm trying really hard to just create a space that really helps and serves and makes our lives as Waiting Warriors easier. I also work with an MLM direct sales, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, for just over a year now, but before you roll your eyes, I was very careful about that decision. First of all, I actually fell in love with the makeup first. It's a beauty company. I fell in love with that first. It actually helped like the craziness of my life. It helped me feel better. Um, And the company is actually structured so it can't turn into a pyramid, which I was very careful about. The distributors don't, like, turn into the only customers of the business. And anyways, I realize I'm, like, ranting on that. And people just, like, get so weird about MLMs. And I get that people are really silly and pushy about it or just silly and, like, think it's going to get them rich overnight. But my approach, honestly, is just that I want to make lives better. That's my whole theme for anything I do in business and helping women figure out how to light up their faces, love their own type of beauty totally fits into that category that I'm building with the Wavy Moyers. And I just really enjoy interacting with women all the time because remember, I've got three little crazies. I love them. But mama needs to talk about something other than ouchies and princesses and whose turn it is with the reposals. <laughs> like anybody else kinda know that feeling? Where you're like, I need to talk to some adults today. I actually realized it was funny. I um only have my have had my two-year-old this week because the older girls have been at their grandma's house for a sleepover. And this morning I just realized like I was talking in her short Sentences like she says, "I talk daddy," and I—I I realized as we were getting dressed, like, "I help you put shirt on," and like things like that. I was just like, "Oh man, this is funny." I try not to like baby talk to them so they can start to talk better, but I was doing it myself. It was really funny. But this—this this all kind of rolls into what I want to talk about today, which is. The importance of finding your people, like your support group. And I know this like is a known fact within the military community. It's common advice, but it's just as true for first responder loved ones. What's been interesting to me, though, is everyone seems to know it, but a few feel like they're, you know, quote unquote successful at it. It's so It's so incredibly easy to just feel utterly alone as a waiting warrior. No matter what the career of your loved one is, they're gone a lot. It's not like law enforcement works a simple nine to five. Our firefighters can be gone for weeks at a time. Like right now I know California and Utah are literally on fire, like the majority of the state. And I'm sure other places are having problems too. And I know that the firefighters have come from surrounding states to help. And the military is no different. I just want you to know, though, that I love and respect all of you waiting warriors so much and wish I could be there for each of you when your loved one leaves. I know it's torture sometimes. We find these amazing people, the love, Of our lives, our brothers or sisters, our moms or dads, our sons and our daughters. We devote our lives to them in such a real way because we love them and we want them involved in our lives. And then we let them go so they can go do the job that they love. And especially if you are married, it's not like you got married just because you wanted them gone all the time, right? Like you got married because they were your person. They were the one you wanted to be with all the time and forever. And then the job makes them leave. And that person that completes you has to go. So what do we do about that, though? I can tell you from experience that you can try and do it all on your own, but that's incredibly difficult and depressing. When Austin um, first joined the Army and went to basic training, we had just gotten married about six months ago when he left, and I was newly pregnant, and all of a sudden, I was living completely alone in Idaho, and my family is in California, and then a few people in Utah, and at first, I didn't know what to do. Um, I was going to school, so I would go to school, I would do my homework, then I'd go home, have dinner, watch some TV and like slowly work on projects that I could, but I was pregnant and it was Idaho in the winter. And guys, have you ever been to Rexburg, Idaho in the winter? Like the average degree temperature is like negative 20 degrees. It is, or 20 degrees or 10. I can't even remember. It was just so stinking cold, like so cold, tons of snow. I'm pregnant Not really safe for me to just be roaming around town all day. So I was just at home by myself. And after a few weeks, I had a friend, Emma, that I had played basketball with before I had gotten pregnant. We played basketball at the college. And she invited me to watch some basketball games that her husband was refereeing. And my initial instinct was to say no. Because I'm just a dumb, super stubborn, prideful person who likes being independent and I kind of pride myself on the fact that I'm independent. Um, and I like to think that I can do things on my own. And I know that may sound so silly to some of you, but it, it honestly took me way out of my comfort zone to simply accept. I struggle and always doubt that like people that they don't really want me around that, like that they're kind of just taking pity on me and which i Like, I know that's silly, but the feelings are still there, and they're very real to me. But Emma and this other girl um, whose husband also refereed, her name was Emily. Like, they saved me those five months that Austin was gone. And Austin's been gone numerous times since then. But I haven't been able to just hang on to Emma and Emily. We've moved three times since he was um gone at basic and honestly the last move has been our hardest. Which is funny because all we did was move an hour north. But for the two and a half years before that, we were less than ten minutes away from one of my sisters and her kids and about twenty minutes away from my brother and sister in law and their kids. We lived in like this dream neighborhood. Guys, it was beautiful. We were up on a mountain in Utah, like we were literally up on the mountain. It, the neighborhood was is called the Tree Streets because there's so many trees and it's so green. And even when it's, there's a ton of snow, the trees are just glistening and it's beautiful. And we had real friends there with endless amount of playdates with neighborhood kids. And now all of a sudden we were an hour away from that. And I think... We also shot ourselves in the foot a little bit because we knew we were only going to be here for a year or so. We knew that was the plan. We were coming to do a residency um and then we were going to be going active like we are and we knew that. All our neighbor knew, all our neighbors knew that. The church congregation that we were involved in knew that and so we just never invested in anything or anyone. And I think like I could list out 10 different perfectly reasonable reasons why we didn't really find our tribe here. Everybody's been very, very nice, but we just haven't found like our people. You know, like I could blame it on the fact that 75% of our area are people around the age of 60. I could blame it on the fact that Austin had to miss about half of the Sunday church meetings or weekend activities because he was on call or on duty at his reserve unit. Like I could blame it on the fact that it's simply hard to socialize when you're supervising three little girls, right? Any other young moms feel that? Like church is actually not really my social hour because I'm managing the other girls. And all of those aren't. Crazy dramatic complaining rants, you know, like they are unfortunate things we had no control over. Well, like we did decide to have the babies (laughs) when we did, but and I'm not gonna blame them or regret that decision at all, but I will say that that was under our control. But what's interesting is a few months ago, I realized that I shouldn't have been complaining about how we felt lonely or like we hadn't really found our people because we were completely limiting ourselves the entire time we never invited any neighbors over for dinner we never tried any new hobbies that would have helped us rub shoulders with new people we never really left our house like we did but not in a social way you know we never got out of our comfort zone People didn't fall into our laps out of the sky right in front of us, so we deemed this house and area a dead and kind of suffered through it. But as much as Austin and I love each other, as much as we love our girls, and I know it's really, I know it's really good and helpful when the girls have friends that they can go on playdates with, or when Austin has men that he can relate to and talk about dad things and The difficulties of working the jobs that he does, or when I have people that I can talk to mom things about. I love Austin, but he doesn't understand what it's like to be with little kids all day, and I don't understand what it's like to be in the military or help people with all the trauma that they experience that he does as a chaplain. And I was just, I was feeling all that loneliness. Like, Like there just wasn't a place for me until last weekend. The makeup company I work with, Mascara Beauty, had its convention conveniently for me in Salt Lake, where we live now. So I got to go for most of it. And I'm part of the team, but everyone on my team is actually from Vegas. So I got into it through someone my mother-in-law knows. Is how I found the um, the makeup. My mother-in-law, my mother-in-law, and I bond over makeup and all that kind of stuff it's fun um so she introduced me to the makeup and then through that um distributor I is how I joined so it's like it was her friends they're all in Vegas I had only been able to hang out with them a few times and I walked in knowing I had people to sit with but I still felt out of place I don't like I don't like pink I'm not a professionally trained makeup artist. I'm not this stunning beauty who walks and turns head. I'm I'm not even a girl who wears a ton of makeup. So when I walk, was walking around looking for my team, I fell out of place. There's pink balloons everywhere. Like all the swag is pink, which is fine. Like I get that most women like pink and that's just me being weird. But like all these girls are beautiful. You can tell that a lot of them are like, Makeup people, and I just felt out of place. But then a girl who I've met a few times before saw me walking alone looking for my group and invited me over and started asking me questions and said I could sit th- with them. And then once I found my team, like everything just continued to melt away. Everyone was really excited to see me. The whole weekend was just filled with caring about each other lifting each other up, helping each other with our businesses. Like it sounds so cheesy, but I realized that my team is really my people. And that's such a cliche, but it's true. And then this week I got a coupon to go um to this mom exercise group called Fit for Mom. They meet this particular group meets at a park and then does workouts with your kids in the strollers or right by like the playground so then the kids could go play. And again, I went in thinking it was going to be so awkward. I'd be the loner. I'd be the new person. And it just took a lot to convince myself that I should actually get in the car and go. And luckily I did. Because immediately people were asking my name and other questions. And I didn't even come properly prepared. I was, I guess I should have had a resistance band and a mat. And people let me borrow their extras. Or I even like shared a mat with somebody And I've only been a few times now, and I wish I had found this group a year ago. But the crazy thing is that I was thinking about this morning is they have been there the whole time. I just never went looking for them. Now, I'm not here to say that you need to join a company or an exercise group. I know that that's not the response that you'll get every single time. But I will say that if you feel alone, then you need to get out of your comfort zone. Over the years, I have seen countless Waiting Warriors post on social media, either on their personal pages or in groups, just things like who wants to do a play date or who wants to be my friend. And then weeks later, they are still alone. And it makes me so sad. But guys, you have to do more. You have to get out of your comfort zone and you have to do it often. I, if you want different results, you have to act differently. And if you are repeatedly trying the same thing and it's not working, like what's that? Like, isn't there a quote? Nobody knows who actually said it, but like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So that's my key to thriving that I wanted to share with you all. Be active in finding your tribe because they will be your lifeline when your loved one has to leave. Get out of your comfort zone and you'll honestly, you'll be 10 times better off. I know it's hard. I know it's uncomfortable. You want it to just happen for you because honestly, you do deserve that. And I will give you that credit. You do. You are being an incredible loved one by supporting your service member, your law enforcement officer, your first responder, your firefighter. You are incredible for supporting them and loving them and going on the ride. But it's not going to fall out of the sky. You have to be active in finding that. And I'm honestly, guys, I'm honestly, truly, deeply, so grateful for all of you for listening to the podcast, for all of you have reached out to me saying how much you are liking it and how much it is helping or just started following our family's journey on Instagram with, um, the waiting warrior. And I know your time is precious. I so appreciate that you are here and thank you. Thank you. Thank you for devoting your time, that precious time to this podcast and helping yourself, helping your family thrive and helping our community. Thank you so much. And guys have a great week. Hi guys. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. I know I've been learning so much. So please share with any friends and family, you know, whether you know someone who is a waiting warrior, or if you just think one episode can shed some light to friends and family about what you're going through, share. And always remember we're stronger together and here we can thrive until next time. Have an awesome day.